Hi, everybody. This is Jimmy DeYoung. Thank you so very much for taking a moment with us to take a look at the book. We're going to continue our study from my series, Alignment of the Nations. And this time we'll be listening to some of what I had to say about Satan's subtle strategy. Indeed, he is bringing all the nations of the world together to ultimately accomplish his satanic goals. This is a must-listen. If you can take just a moment with us and listen to what I have to say about Satan's subtle strategy as it relates to the alignment of nations, I'll come right back and tell you how you can get your copy of this entire five-hour series on CD entitled Alignment of the Nations. Take a moment with me now and let's listen to the study. There's a two terms that are used there that give us the names for stars, uh, excuse me, for angels. The morning stars, one of them, and the sons of God, the other. Five times in the Bible, the word sons of God is used. It's three times in Job, Job chapter 1, Job chapter 2, Job chapter 38, and then in Genesis chapter 6, we'll look at momentarily, those, that term is used twice, sons of God, sons of God. We'll look at it in a few moments. But what he's saying here in Job, hey, wait a minute, the angels were there when I created the earth. And when they saw the creation of the earth, they shouted, they sang hallelujah, glory to God, praise his wonderful name. Go back to the book of Exodus chapter 20 just for a second. I'm going to take a text out of context, but it's not going to be a pretext. The book, chapter 20 of the book of Exodus is the giving of the law. At the time of the giving of the law, God's laying out some information, and you can pick out of what he says a very important principle here. Exodus chapter 20, look at verse 11. He's going to be talking to them about keeping the Sabbath holy. In other words, the seventh day you're supposed to rest. But look what he says. For in six days the Lord made the heavens. In the Hebrew, that's plural. It should be translated the heavens. There are three heavens. You're aware of that, aren't you? The third heaven is where God is. Remember 2 Corinthians chapter 12? The Apostle Paul said, I know a man 14 years ago who went to the third heaven. I believe he was talking about himself. I think it was Paul who was snatched up to the third heaven while he was still alive to see a vision. He went to the third heaven. Now, if there's the third heaven, by logic, you've got to have a second and a first heaven, right? So the third heaven is where God is. The second heaven is what you see at night, the moon and the stars. The first heaven is what we see out there today, and it's beautiful. The clouds and the sun. That's the first heaven. The first heaven you see by day. The second heaven you see by night. The third heaven you see by faith. And so those are the three heavens. Now, he says, here it is. And in six days the Lord made the heavens and the earth, the sea, and all that in them is, and he rested the seventh day. So it was in six days all the creation was done. He delegates a six-day period of time, six 24-hour days, in which God creates the heavens and the earth and all that therein is. He confirms that in the book of Colossians, chapter 1 and verse 16 in the New Testament, where he says, by him, speaking of Jesus Christ, by him were all things created. So everything was created. Everything that was, was created. God was the only thing that has always been. Now, having that in mind, uh, the angels were there when he created the earth because they sang for joy, 
and it was all done in six days. Go back over to the book of Genesis chapter 1, and let's see if we can determine exactly the time when creation took place of the angels. Genesis chapter 1, we go to the very beginning. Genesis 1, verse 1. And in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. By the way, the word heaven there, if it's just heaven in your Bible, is mistranslated. It's heavens. The Hebrew is plural. The word, he created the heavens, the three heavens, and the earth, okay? Oh, now this gives us our information. Did I say Job said? Job said the morning stars, the sons of God, the angels were there to sing joy when he created the earth. Chapter 1, verse 1 of Genesis says, and in the beginning he created the heavens. That's the home of the angels, the habitation of the angels, the location where they did work and serve God. That's why they were created. And the earth. Sometime between Genesis 1a and 1b, if you divide the verse, between the time he created the heavens and the earth, God brings the angels into existence. How many angels did he bring into existence? I don't know. I haven't had time to count them all yet. I have been actively... No. <laughs> you know, nobody knows how many angels he created. I have a sanctified speculation as to how many he created. I, by biblical logic, looked at Hebrews chapter 1, verse 14, where it says angels were created as ministers unto those of us that believe. In other words, guardian angels. I have a whole series on angels. I'm not going to, I'm just touching this a little bit this morning, and we'll have our tapes out, and you can get a copy of our whole study on angels if you'd like to. It's a great study, especially at this time of the year. But listen to this. I say that if indeed God was going to create guardian angels for everybody that ever lived, those who know these things, and I just have to read and trust them that they're right, say that uh, since creation until today, we have half the people alive today that have ever lived on earth. Well, that's six billion people alive today. That means from creation until today there were six billion people. That's 12 billion people. If God was going to make a guardian angel for everyone because he thought all of them, he wanted every one of them to come to Jesus Christ, right? He wanted all of them to be believers. He said, it's not my will that any should perish, but all should come to the knowledge of the truth. So he created an angel in anticipation for every single person that would be born who would trust in him so that angel could minister unto him. Now, I know that's a stretch and sanctified speculation, but let's just for a point of argument say that I'm correct. And when we get to heaven, I'll prove I was right. But anyway, let's say that there were six billion angels created, excuse me, 12 billion angels created, one for everybody that's ever lived. Okay? That many angels. There were cherubim, there were seraphim, there were the angels that we read about in Revelation chapter 4. You know what he did? He selected what he thought was the greatest of all of his angelic creation. A man named, excuse me, an angel named Lucifer. He placed him over as a cherub, and Lucifer was a cherub, one of the cherubim. Cherub is the singular. He placed him over the throne of God in the third heaven, in a prominent position to watch all of creation with God. It was from that position, Isaiah says, that five times he said, I will, I will rise above God. I will be worshipped. I will go, it says, I will go to the city of Jerusalem on the Temple Mount. That's reserved for Jesus Christ. I will go there and be worshipped. I will, I will, I will, I will. Angels had a free will. And Lucifer, 
of his own free will, they chose to go against God and try to be better than God. A third of those, it tells us, book of Revelation chapter 12, a third of those are going to fall. In other words, of all the angels created, let's say there were 12 billion, a third, 4 billion, are going to fall from their original place of habitation. They're going to be thrown out of the third heaven, and from the third heaven they would be placed in the first heaven here that we see outside. Where do I get that from? Well, studying the Word of God, and I know I'm cheating just a little bit. I'm not developing all of angels. I just want to get you on the same page with me so we can go ahead. Uh, you know what it says in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 12? We wrestle not against flesh and blood, against, but against principalities, powers of darkness, in evil places in the heavenlies. And ultimately it says, Revelation chapter 12, verse 7 and following, that those angels, those evil angels, are going to be thrown out of heaven. And they're not in the third heaven. They must be in the first heaven. And they have access to come to the earth. This will be a part of what we're going to develop. Thank you very much for taking a few moments with us to come to a better understanding of Satan's subtle strategy as it relates to the alignment of the nations in the last days. The nations aligning is one of those four major trends that we will see as evident in our world leading up to the return of Jesus Christ. This prophetic five-part audio series includes Mankind's Master Plan, Satan's Subtle Strategy, Ishmael to Islam, Alignment of the Nations, and Here Comes the Antichrist. You can get your copy of this five-hour, five-part audio series on CD by calling our toll-free number, 8-PROPHECY-8. That's translated into 877-674-3298. Or go to our website, www.prophecytoday.com, and make your order. You need to listen to Alignment of the Nations. It'll help you understand why things are happening in our world as they are today. Again, that phone number, 8-PROPHECY-8, 877-674-3298. Call today to get your copy of Alignment of the Nations. Thank you very much. And Jimmy DeYoung here reminding you that Jesus Christ could come today. So let's keep looking up until...